Welcome to Nudia's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nudia's Mastermind. I am so delighted to have the extraordinary, fantastic Sam Tagger on the show today. Oh, you're too nice. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm serious. Sam is not your typical, just everyday guy. Um, I met Sam last year at an Avengers mastermind and it was, I've just seen him even from last year, just all the growth, all the incredible things that you're creating in this life. And how old are you? You're like 32 and you are doing things that just people in their lifetime wouldn't do. I'm just so impressed by you. And I would love to just get to know you through this episode and also for our listeners to be able to really get so much good content and advice and just be so inspired by you because you're definitely a unicorn (laughs) (laughs) well you know i uh wish i had wings and was a pegasus though that's more than no but maybe you (laughs) do maybe you do i mean like My daughter would be like, oh, my dad's a unicorn. No, she would definitely not. Yeah, I feel like that. the unicorn is more of that feminine essence. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Okay. I'll be a. What do you want to be? I'll be a rare buck. Okay. <laughs> that like, works. That works. Never been called a unicorn. <laughs> okay. I'll take that. No, I'm just doing my thing. Just doing my thing. So. Well, Sam, so you're, you doing your thing is like next level, you know, situation. So I know that you have. D2D, which is door-to-door company, and Mm -hmm. you put on these incredible events, and I know you started at Vivint as a sales rep, right, and you became like uh, number one top sales rep, and then you probably got inspired, you're like, you found a need, and you're like, I'm going to go and take off with this and just start teaching people and training them, but tell us a little bit about your story of maybe how you got started, and then later on, we can get into more of the, you know, how have you taken this thing to like extraordinary levels yeah um so I knocked doors since I was 11 uh that's all I did growing up and then when I was 18 I got into the alarm space what were you selling at 11 by the way I did magazines then I did curb painting when I was like 13 so all through high school and a lot of people are like oh I knocked doors on candy bars for like a campaign and I'm like no no no. I like that's only way I made money like I've never had a w2 job and uh so I then when I was 18, shipped out to Dallas and did it all the way through, I did alarms through 2015 and then solar for a couple of years as a VP of sales of a solar company. And then 2000, end of 17, I kind of started this, I, I started planning this event where I was like, hey, I'm going to unify up level and bring honor and integrity to the door-to-door space. Just because I felt like when people say door to door, most people are like, oh, you do that thing. Like, that's a real job. Like, you know, it kind of gets this like negative stigma. And I was like, well, yeah, like, so I make money and I feel good about it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not a bad thing. 
and more people should be open to that because it you know in four months i'd make a lot more than what most people would make in 12 months you know and i, I was like yes. i gotta i gotta live a good life and it gave me money to invest into real estate early on um and you know live and travel and just have a good life and then in 2018, I launched my first door-to-door con, which now we've done that five years. Last year, I had like 2,000 people there. And um, and then we host about 30 events a year. And so like last week, we had two different events, one for two different events for business owners in Denver, um, do a lot of public speaking and I have a couple of tech companies and just all sorts of random stuff has stemmed from kind of finding a niche and saying, how do I solve problems for kind of the direct sales community? So. Kind of that's fantastic and i love how you said that because you found you found a need and something that was so uh niche like you said and then it just came probably flowing in with obviously you leading in taking some massive action to get it to the levels that it is but i just want to kind of talk a little bit more about that transition period so you you were door-to-door selling and living up probably a really good life, right? And you were, how you said it, making in four months what people don't even make in a year. And so about how old were you during this time period? So from 18, I served a two-year service mission for the church in Argentina for two years. And then- O sea, que hablas español. Sí, hablas español. Ah, Sam habla español también. Castellano y la lluvia. Sí. That's pretty cool. And then- what else? Oh, and then I, you know, I did that all the way through end of 2017 and then started this just kind of was like, I was at a crossroads where um, in our industry, it's really recruiting heavy. So like people, when I first threw the event, people are like, oh, that's a great idea to recruit all of my people. Hell no, I'm not bringing anybody to that. You know what oh, I mean? And fear, yeah. So they were like, it's just a recruiting battle. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I mean, well, when I want to do this event. And I got to the point where I was like, look, I'm so committed to this mission that I'm quitting VPS sales and going all in and I'm just going to full send. And it was kind of scary just because like we lost money on that event. So then the owner's like, so how are you going to make money? Like on a podcast and a negative event, like seeing a couple months, oh, like, boy. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, just kind of, and I had saved money and I uh, just had bought my a lot to build my dream home kind of thing and it was like okay i'm jobless i've got some money in the bank i gotta figure this out so my back was up kind of against the wall and i just kind of was like look i'll trust this god was like you need to do this and it's cool we've impacted you know tens of thousands of people now and it's amazing it's, it's been really cool so so that um door-to-door con is what you call it yeah and so it's pretty much for anyone out there who has uh, door-to-door sales so like pest companies solar um, roofing alarms yeah. windows i mean there's so many industries and it's turned into a lot more like anybody in sales and business like i mean because we bring in big names like last year we had jim quick tim story jesse itzler eric thomas you know like tons of great speakers and workshops and vendors and you know that's just like kind of our flagship event but then we do like two-day business boot camps where we train on how to recruit salespeople, how to train them, how to onboard them, how to um, kind of build out systems to scale a direct sales business. Because I think that a lot of people, you know, they don't realize if you can just get more sales guys talking to more people and closing at a higher percentage, 
that's how you grow your business. Like it's a very simple formula and everybody's trying these magic funnels on a line and they're like, Oh, if I just like, you know, spend 20 grand a month, I will get business. And it doesn't always work that way. You know what I mean? You could go in SEO forever and just be like, why is my phone not ringing? And I'm like, Oh, let's go be carnivores. Let's go like find people to sell. Yeah. It's like going back to the basics and it works. Um, I'm right there too. I'm building out more of my Salesforce right now. And that's really the only way for me to keep building this thing, you know, and I, I have a lot of people within my network and a lot of our listeners are within the real estate industry, obviously, because uh, of my company. And that's been, I got in it when I was 22. So kind of grew up in it and here I am, but I think that there's a lot of connectivity and probably opportunity for real estate to also come to your events. Oh, yeah, and I know, I, yeah, cause I know we kind of briefly talked about it one day when I said, Sam, we need to do something because, uh, you know, a part of being a very successful real estate agent, one of the things is definitely door knocking and farming an area. And I know many incredible real estate agents out there that are highly succeeding and they're door knocking in different states and here too. But I just think there's still a ton of opportunity where they can get better training on how to do that. And why not learn from someone who's mastered that, which is you. Yeah. And so I, that's definitely why I wanted to bring you on the show. Well, one, you're incredible, but two, I think that there's just a lot of benefit where we can really bring in more of that community. So you're saying you do have real estate people. Yeah, starting we, had a, we had a kid last week in Denver who does wholesale real estate. And mm. I mean, the kid has like a Lambo. He's 19. He's like, He's like killing it. And, you know, and he came to the business boot camp to figure out how does he take that to another level. And, you know, I fly out to Atlanta to consult him next week on the fourth and fifth. You know what I mean? So it's like wow. just I think a lot of people underestimate the power of like face to face relationship building. And, you know, it's kind of like, oh, I have three leads or three appointments today. It's like, OK, what are you going to do the rest of the day? That's a couple hours. And then twiddle your thumbs or you know a lot of people justify well I gotta like you know do some emails and follow up and, and then they waste three four hours of their day dinking around and you know it's like what if you just like committed to a couple hours a day where you just like actually prospect and maybe you have a little bit more rejection maybe it's a little bit more of a cold contact but it's like what if you mastered and got good at that mm, that's amazing so you're saying that for really good salespeople, they need to be talking to people all day yeah <laughs> Oh, that's no, the magic! No, no way! Oh my gosh! Is that the magic? We're, we're in a contact sport. <laughs> like I, I think, and it's so frustrating. I mean, I have sales guys right now that I just had a sales like little roundup yesterday, and I'm just like, okay, we're a door-to-door sales company. You guys sell on the phone. I get that, but it's the same logic. Like, <laughs> I was like, how many calls did you make? Okay, cool. You talked to three people yesterday. Like, what? Like. You expect to make money doing that. Like, sorry. You know what I mean? And I have like, what's nice about inside sales or phone sales is like, you're like, I'm looking at the numbers so clearly door to door. It's a little bit more, you know, there's apps that track and things like that, but you know, it's, it's a numbers game. Like you go talk to people and you have good, meaningful conversations with potential prospects and there you go. And I think so many people complicate this. Like, yes. I'm obviously you're listening. You're trying to make more money. And it's like, I didn't, you know, I think a lot of people, when they watch me or they've seen my success, like 
you know, I made millions of dollars knocking on doors and people are like, what? Like, that's a thing. You're not like coked out and like out of jail and can't get a normal job. I'm like, yes. no, I very much could have gotten a normal job. Like, um, but I just found that there was an unlimited sea of people Or if I work in the car industry, it's like, if no one shows up to my car lot, then it's like, what do I do? If I work in the title company and nobody calls me, it's kind of like, are you being creative and saying, who am I calling? And doors is like, I don't know, there's tons of neighborhoods start knocking. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. definitely lots of people living somewhere. Yeah, you know? they're yeah, living somewhere. That's so awesome. So then you launch this event, and then you know this has become this is your main source of first of all, like revenue. I'm sure is it no. still D to D or now you? Because I love that you're like, oh, I have all these other things in real estate and investing, and also other companies. So. Our, our our training platform is probably our main source. It's interesting. We go to companies. Yeah, we don't talk about this a lot. Like, yeah, most of our revenue comes from, we have about 250 companies that we have flown out to their office. We film, we edit, and we create their training platform. So like we basically build out a tool that they can use for all their teams, whether it's sales or customer service and help them better automate training and streamline that and build out systems. And so, you know, we, don't yeah it's like funny we should probably talk about that more considering that's like the bread and butter of how we make most of our money but um it's kind of nice it's a recurring model just because they pay per user and you know we help them streamline the setup because you know for me if i train somebody like i have a new guy starting today and we luckily have drank in our own kool-aid and built our own training system to where i'm like well who's training joe you know i'm like no you better name watch the videos so like i didn't let him start yesterday because i was like you literally haven't started the videos so you can come back tomorrow watch the videos because i'm not going to sit there and waste my time until you've sat there and spent your time on these videos and he was like oh i was like yeah like why would i spend three four hours when it's even better training if you just sit there and watch the videos and so same concept we just help people think through that and strategize a better flow I love that you say that because you, it's like when we're teaching, we, we can be so specific. And then when we're having to practice it in ourselves, it's like, oh, that's the real, that's the real game. Yeah. You know, the real it's like, game no, is, no, no, no. You go learn it. I'd already know it. Yeah. I can sit there and spew <laughs> it on you, but that doesn't ensure that you actually paid attention. And you know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. Like so- we need to make sure we're implementing everything that perhaps we're teaching. And I love that about you, that you're just, and you've talked about integrity. At one point you said you wanted to build something that was integrous in this space. Yeah. Uh, tell me more about that. Well, I feel like 5% of this industry has given the industry kind of a bad rap. You know, you look at like the typical stigma of a door-to-door person. It's like, oh, you're scamming people. You're sketchy. You're you know, and there are some elements of like that stereotype comes from for a reason, right? Like, and there, you know, we started a DDD association, it's a nonprofit to kind of help mediate, mediate and um, mitigate some of that just dumb, selfish, and like out of integrity people that um, go either protecting a customer, protecting a company or protecting a sales rep. There's some bad companies out there that just, you know, don't pay or lie. And, you know, so for us, we're kind of that centerfold of like, how do we help inspire the right code of ethics? And then we have found that, you know, there's an integrity to the space of just what, how people operate like within it in your company, meaning 
there's a lot of like bad mouthing and, and mudslinging and not really, it wasn't very unified. Like when I threw the first event, I thought I should bring just like a cage fight, like a UFC thing. That I could like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. That would have gotten you I've a watched, lot of good reviews. I know. I was like, I've watched like CEOs, you know, suing each other and money slinging, you know what I mean? I'm just like, I've seen some bad like business battles. And so I'm like, to put them all in the same little room and have them break bread together, like that's going to be interesting. Like, and surprisingly, it's kind of cleaned everything up a little bit because people can't like, it's hard to show face. Like you're talking crap about a dude that you've never even met and you're making shiz up about this company that like, I don't, you know what I mean? And it's like, wait a minute, shake hands, be friends and see now how you operate. And it brought a lot more like, like just like visibility, integrity, unity. Wow. People started building treaties. People started making amends. And I was like, there we go. Wow. Like, that's next cool. level. Just, yeah. Building that community. Yeah. Having them come together. That's pretty fantastic. Okay. So you have that. And then you talk to like fast forward now to where you are today. So now you have, um, you said tech company. Yeah. We built and... a, yeah, we built a recruiting software. It's pretty dope. It's called Recruitomatic. And so it's basically like a CRM for pipeline management for recruiting because a lot of like network marketing companies or um, recruiters like you know you're recruiting at a high level um, door to door whatever that is the organization of that and communication to the to the candidate is very poor and visibility to multifaceted recruiters so let's say you have a team of 10 and you want to turn them on to recruiters how do you know who they're recruiting and how their pipeline is etc and then we built a texting software called vanilla that is I a, need that recruiting app whatever yeah, stuff and then awesome. vanilla message is like a texting software more for clients or just for like masterminds or influencers or whatever like it's an ai texting platform to where you can send out text for follow-up upsells you know reviews kind of any kind of engagement piece via text instead of email so you can build out campaigns that drip over time and it's really cool because really like, cool. yeah, because you do this email marketing, you build a funnel. It's like, how do you trigger campaigns based on dispositions? So we coach people on like, yeah, you, you call somebody like, let's say you're a realtor and you're like, hey, you want to sell your house? I'm like, no, not yet, but maybe next year. Well, I'll send them on a next year drip campaign via text that I've already pre-templated and built. And now every month they're getting like a little value out of like, hey, this what's, you know, update on the real estate and That's update true. on this. And now I'm like front of mind as a realtor knowing that hopefully this is kind of top of mind awareness for them. So when they do get that event that triggers them to say, let's sell our house, their cool Sam's been texting me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we're working on our third one right well, now. Well, and it's so much better. Like the email open rate is it's like so low. Nobody, yeah. nobody uses that anymore. So text is 98%. Yeah. So you can find that recruitomatic.co or vanillamessage.com. Those are, I mean, they're great tools. It's kind of like, this is a tool that helps you automate to elevate that's pretty awesome what's your passion right now you have so much going on you have how many employees right now uh, like 20 something yeah and but like a huge businesses and so what is your passion right now like what um and maybe it is within business and maybe it's outside of business so I, i've been writing this book for like three years called the uh, achievement framework and then I like had a baby. And so I'm like restarting the first one. I'm like 500 pages in. 
and I might restart so that it better sequels into this, the second book, which is the human development system. Um, and it's kind of they go hand in hand. So it's like achievement is like how you achieve anything in life or business. And it's basically this formula that goes off the scripture, Matthew 7, 7. So it's like asking you shall receive, seeking you shall find, knocking it shall be open unto you. And like, how do you follow that framework? And then the human development system is really a tool or framework or system that maps out how do you achieve and continue to achieve in life to continue this development to mastery. And I think that just to research and study, like I'm really passionate about learning about that kind of stuff and the psychology of like actual mastery and development and what makes people really good at what they do. And, you know, I've consulted 200 something companies and have masterminds, a bunch of CEOs and stuff. So it's like, I run a lot of this and I'm watching, how do you take a company from one to 10 million or 20 to hundred million? Like and I've done that. And I'm like, okay, what did they do? And what's this series of events and what, you know what I mean? Like how, what are the frameworks that I could then give to other coaches, other managers, other leaders to help others do that? And so we're actually building an app called expand right now. That is, and I've trademarked the, the, the word human development system. And it's like a new category of tech that it's really dope and it takes um goal setting and assignments and you know habits and you know different sales goals or whatever goal you're trying to push for and it makes it to where it's an easy framework to keep yourself accountable or other people on your team accountable to learning a new skill from like video content to training to achieving goals and actually like accomplishing tasks and tracking all that and habits and, 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 and other things. Like it's, it's really cool. Communication, environment, network, mastermind, like it all lives in one ecosystem. And for me, I feel like leaders don't get good frameworks on how to support their people. And so if I could give just a simple playbook of like, do this and consistently do this and watch your people. Wow. That's like what is exciting for me. So that is really exciting. So in your research of all of these people that are also high achievers like you and successful, what would you say are the top three things that they all have in common? Yeah. So kind of, I mean, kind of the framework of, of the human development system is like they have a goal and they're very clear on what they want. Because I think a lot of people don't really dissect and 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 visualize and and really get down to the HD level of like what is it that I actually want? Most people are like, you know, I want a lot of money. It's like, well, and then you challenge that. It's like, why do you want that? It's like, you know what I mean? It's like, we don't spend enough time paying attention to that or it's not top of mind awareness. And so I think of the high achievers, they can get in a state where it's like very clear. I am this, I'm going to have this. This is what I'm doing. I'm focused. And then accountability. So I would say play the game. Like that's how you easily remember it. it's G-A-M-E. So you have goals, accountability, and so everybody in high achievers have good teams, good accountability systems, coaches, people that like an actual tracking, like you said, your numbers guide you, shows that you're accountable to numbers. You're like, I, I have a CFO that gives me these reports that like, I know that I'm accountable to something. And then the next one is mentorship, meaning you have somebody that is above you that or below you even like that you can really count on for true mentorship and like true coaching true um leadership like we, you know we're both part of that of vendors mastermind i host a two different masterminds i have the tiger bucket list mastermind i have where we go to cool destinations and like i just invite high five people and like i do the expert circle where you know i was out in denver last week for two days and i'm like 
I'm coaching all the CEOs, but I'm like, you guys coach me too. Like that's why I call it a circle. Like I was like, I enjoy this. You guys are doing some cool stuff. And then eventually yeah, like you're learning from them at the same time. Yeah. That's like, awesome. That's why I call it a circle. But then you have uh, environment. So that kind of goes with, you know, who you associate with. So it's like, you know, I look at every successful person is they're on a mission to continue to uplevel their environment. So I look at like the Avengers thing and like, you know, I was hesitant in real estate and, you know, you're like, I've done real estate my whole life, but it's like, you know, I was like, wow, I was inspired at some of the stuff they're doing. And I'm like, okay, I could probably do more. And all of a sudden, just by that exposure. So environment creates exposure. Yes. You're just like, definitely. Oh, I'm not different than you. You're a turd. Like, oh, maybe I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, wait, you're here? Like, no. And, and like, you start to see trends and you start to say, okay, this community inspires me to do X. So like, if you joined a CrossFit gym, maybe you're going to be more CrossFit focused than you go to yoga's environments. You're going to be kind of a yogi, you know? So just pay attention to like, what communities are you associating with and why? And I think people are so unintentional so about their community. You know, they're like, well, I just have these friends. I've always had these friends and we go to the parties and we do this. And it's like, well, now you're looking to get out of that rat race, but why do you continue to hang out with the same people? Yes. So you follow the game. You just say, you live life, play the game. That's kind of my like motto of the human development system. It's like, live life, play the game. And that's amazing. If you can, you know, track success, it really comes down to that. Wow. I, I love the environment part because I feel like, that is one of my biggest, uh, I would say, ways that I've gotten to where I'm at today is definitely by the environment that people I've surrounded myself with. It's been everything. Like, I've been so uncomfortable so many times as I'm up-leveling to where I'm in this group of people and they're doing way bigger things than I am. And, and I love how you said like, oh, I can't do that. And you do get to a point that that uncomfort is just a sensation. You're like, oh yeah, I've, I've experienced this a few times in my life. Like I'm so yeah. excited to be uncomfortable because then it, you get exposed to these conversations, these ideas, people just dreaming so big and creating a big life. And you're like, you, it almost, you cannot stay within the community almost if you don't up level, like you will, you'll either feel too uncomfortable. You'll be like, oh no, this is too big for me. This is too much for me, which I'm like, stay in the uncomfort, like yeah. go for it. Do, do the big thing, start bringing value to those conversations as well. But it almost like forces you to be pulled up. It's like magical to me. Well, it's the easiest way that I can like relate it. And anybody that plays, like I play basketball, right? And when you go play pickup ball at the Gold's Gym and it's a bunch of like, just chubby, whatever, want to be shooting around. You're like, hey, let's play a game. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, hey, let's, let's put 10 together. And like, yeah. Let's do a run. And all of a sudden you're like, ah, oh, like, and you don't play that well. Like I, I found myself like, I'm like, oh, this is fun, but it's not like the people I've jived with. It's not the people I've played with before. They're all kind of like super mix of talent. And you're just like, you, I, I tend to play at a level four, but then all of a sudden you'll go play in a run where they've played together for a long time. They all like your ex- college athletes like you know what I mean it's a whole different caliber of individual and you're like damn I like look really good like I actually play <laughs> I play like you're yeah. like I never play college but I'm I'm like trying to hang you're like I'm gonna hang the competitive side of you is like I'm hanging and your level of game if somebody had game film of watching you play in that environment where the day before you might have been playing at gold gym digging around you're like 
was that the same basketball player? You know what I mean? And it's that quick from one night to the next night, you could see completely different tempo based on that culture of that environment. So it's the same thing in life. Like it literally, but it's hard, it's, yeah. it's hard to physically, like in a basketball game, you can physically see the difference. Yes. In a game of life, like you can't, it's not as obvious until like you look back and you disassociate it for a second. Maybe you go back to the party and you're like, this stuff isn't as fun like it used to be. Or like these conversations that I thought were fun aren't as stimulating because I've had these conversations and you're like, yes. this is low level basketball. This is way more fun to play over here. And you'll start to, you'll start to just naturally find comfort in as long as you choose to play the game and, and be competitive and say, I'm, I'm in it. Um, Cause you could self-elect and sit on the sidelines, but yeah, you go, you know, you guys, it's like, like a hype. Girl yeah, you can be like the hype girl. Yeah. And there's a lot of those. There's a lot of yeah. these motivated idiots that go to these conferences. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, That's I, so true. Yeah. Like they go to the conferences, they're there, but they put themselves as cheerleader versus put themselves as participant. And I've watched I have people in my mastermind, so I have people that come to my events. Like, you know, we host a ton, we, we do a, a, a butt ton of stuff. Like it's tons. And I could give you tons of people that were ultimate cheerleaders being like oh I'm here for you and I'm here to do this and it feels good and I'm like no no no, but play like participate be be in it and watch what happens I love that that's so true you can you can have so much wisdom you can study research and all that but if you don't actually take action or I think a lot of fear you know holds people back or fear holds a lot of people back but it's it's um sometimes even paralyzes them and not enough belief in themselves of like, I can to do this. And so that is the actual, uh, that is the actual game in life is for you to actually step into it and play the game. Yeah. If not, you're just gonna, like, I don't wanna sit on the bleachers, you know, or cheer or be a hype girl. So that is such a good point you just made. Um, so I have another question for you. What? created that huge like drive within you did something happen when you were young and you just like became this ambitious and driven person um I was always creative like I I played music growing up and sports and um I think my outlet is achievement or creation and so I like to see things accomplished I like to make something I like to be like I did that I I, so ever since I was little whether it was learning a new skill like crocheting or snowboarding crocheting uh, that's (laughs) that's pretty cool I wasn't expecting that that's cool Um, but you know like like whatever it is it's like oh that looks interesting and the competitive side of me is like bet like I'm gonna learn that and like if I'm gonna learn guitar like I want to be good at guitar if I'm gonna learn this I'm gonna be good at this like and um it's just always been kind of in my nature and you know so somebody's like hey you're gonna start a business like yeah I'm gonna start a business and crush like it's it's gonna like I want to like be proud of it you know and I think in nature most of us need to remember that there's a creator in us like we're all built that way but I think that we forget that's like the power of what, like that's like one of our biggest purposes on this earth is to like go create, like that's what we're built to do. So if we can't, if we can remember, like we're all wired this way, it's just something in your childhood or something in your 
you know, upbringing or like something's happened that kind of got in the way of like and blinded that. And I think I luckily grew up in a family where they let me express, they let me live, they let me, you know what I mean? And I am grateful for my parents. They've been awesome and the greatest cheerleaders. And so for me, I just, I have a, like the sensation of like getting more and more and also the balance of like alignment, meaning like, I don't have to have that, but it's just fun. Like life is mm. meant to go experience all of these things. So why not experience ultimate success and not being attached to it? So it's like everybody defines success so differently. And, you know, so people are like, you have this drive. I'm like, yeah, but it's just like, this is the game of life. It's fun to just experience things. And I don't have to go like, I, I, I feel almost like, um, because I, I played the game of like achieve 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 and then you feel empty and a lot of people mm -hmm. will get to that point and I've been there. I've been there too and so you're like it's not all about necessarily more money or more things and if you can find the balance between alignment and achievement and like really finding joy and just like the game well fun that looks interesting let's go experience it and not yeah. being attached to like oh crap, it didn't make me millions of dollars or, oh shoot, it was only a year instead of 10 year thing that I thought it was going to be or, but it was such a cool chapter. Like what a fun experience. And if you could approach life that way of, you know, experience is my number one core value of just like all of the things we're doing is exactly where you're supposed to be. It's exactly how you're supposed to be experiencing it and trusting and surrendering to like just living. And that to me is like, I don't know if I could help share anybody, anything like play that game. That is beautiful. I love how you talked about the detachment, the fulfillment part, and um, really looking at it from that way, because it's such a like high, high view of life. You know, we get so stuck in the everyday problems and um, just routines that you almost forget that it is a huge game. And having it be one of your biggest values to experience, it just helps you live a really big life um, without a lot of fear. Like yeah. it almost like dissolves that fear aspect of, oh yeah, it's just a game and I'm just gonna go experience something big and fun. The, the perfect example, I was telling you, I, this weekend I was with my kids and I was playing Cover Your Assets and I'm a five-year-old girl and, and there's three of us playing. My Two, two daughters of me and she's really competitive and very like emotional and you know she won last time so we played twice with her and the first time she kicked our butts she was like I don't want to play I don't want to play and then she wins and we're like look you won so then this last weekend we played again and she was like I don't want to play I'm like and then I was like you're gonna play so she's like okay will you help me I was like yeah well she was getting her butt kicked and every time you take her pile she would cry freak out and I was like Nora like this is no fun she's like but I'm not winning you're winning and I'm like this is no fun playing and I watched how into the game she it was so much about winning and you know the emotional roller coaster she'd go on when she'd steal somebody's pile versus when she got a pile stole and she's like did I win like and I was like wow, you're missing the point. You didn't make this game fun. Like I was like, I'm ready to just toss the cards up and just like, come <laughs> over. And I think people play life that way too much. I think people play life where they're 
crying and whining and they lose and they're like, oh, this is so bad. And they're like, and I'm like, you're no fun to be around. You're no yeah. fun to watch. It's way too serious. Yeah, you're too serious. You're too, I was like, how about we just enjoy we're, you know, a pre-bedtime game of cover your assets. And I lost. She ended up beating me by five. I want to know later on what cover your assets game is. I oh, it's a card play. game. I mean, oh, okay, okay. Anyway, but it, yeah. it's, I, I was just thinking about that. And I'm like, man, how many of us show up as Nora versus show up? I lost. And I was like, cool. But what a fun time with my daughters, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Ellie won this time. And you know, you could just see how excited she was. And I was like, but guess what? Next time we play, it might be a different experience. <laughs> like, yeah. and why not, instead of learning to hate the game and continuing to condition myself, because next time we play again here, Nora's going to put up a fuss and be like, I'm not playing, I didn't win. And it's like, like, okay, like you're self-electing out of a great yeah. experience. And mm-hmm. we live life doing that. Where it's like, oh, I'm not going to play that game because what if I lose or what if I, you know, what if I embarrass myself? And so we stop to engage and really, fulfilling things and we start to like lose our sparkle and like diminish ourselves and disassociate from good people because that uncomfortability of how we showed up and maybe the last game or like and we create these patterns and I'm like oh how do I help Nora but if you're listening to this like how do I help you how do I how do I be um somebody can inspire the 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 trust of just living the experience and things versus being so attached to the achievement of winning the game wow that is a mic drop moment right there. That's so amazing. I feel like I could, you know, talk to you for hours, uh, but unfortunately we're a little bit out of time today. But before we say goodbye to our listeners and end this episode, I would love for you to maybe just share one last piece of advice with everyone. I know you've dropped a lot of really great nuggets, but what would be the one last piece that you could tell everyone? Um. Uh, no I would I mean it kind of goes back to this it's like get clear on understanding your power I think so many people fail to recognize how powerful they are and like how much abundance is accessible it's not limited like when you think of like abundance it's like so many people are out there like oh if I could only make 100 grand I'm like 100 grand's out there like you can create a hundred grand within a month, like in a day, like, you know, I had a hundred grand day last week. Like you, you, you could, um, like it's there and it's available to everyone and, and, and not just in finance, but in happiness and any category abundance is accessible and it's abundant, meaning it doesn't like, Oh, I don't want to take away from your abundance. So I'm going to play different. It's like, no, abundance creates abundance. Like, there's more and more and more to be it's had. It's unlimited, meaning by you being selfish for a second and taking and, and creating it and, and, and having it doesn't take away from anyone. And I think we've trained our minds of like, well, there's only so much to go around. So I wouldn't want to, and I'm like, well, no, what if there's more than enough? Yeah. Like, and anyway, that would be my advice. That's amazing. And I admire so much your mindset. I think that's definitely what sets you apart from most people. It's just the way you think about everything. And I think that we can all learn from that today. And just thank you so much for being here today with me and in our listeners and sharing this experience. And I'd love for uh, anybody who perhaps connected in some way to you, whether it was in business or 
anything you said, what would be the best way that they could reach out to you if, uh, whether it's through your social media yeah, or Instagram, I mean, at the Sam Taggart, T-A-G-G-A-R-T. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I do a lot of things like public speak a lot and train and, um, you know, we do a lot of events. Come check out one of our events. You can go to the ddexperts.com or thesamtagger.com. Um, and yeah, here to support anybody. I think, you know, Instagram would probably DM me. I'm, I'm the one that responds to all my DMs and, um, and here, to, here to support. Awesome. Well, thanks again so much. And I hope that you've been inspired and that you take full advantage of playing so big in this game of life. Have a great day, everybody. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share this space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.